Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Hi, this is Muffin McGraw, head coach at the University of Notre Dame, and you're listening to Dishin' and Swishin'. Hi, everybody. It's David Siegel welcoming you back to Dishin' and Swishin'. And it is a pleasure this week to, yeah, there's a lot of WNBA stuff going on and all, but, you know, we're still in the middle of college basketball season, and I'm not just going to back off of that front. And I'm pleased to welcome back to the show one of my favorite people to talk to, one of the genuinely nice guys in the coaching business. And uh, he's proof that nice guys don't have to finish last, and that is South Florida's head coach, Jose Fernandez. Coach, welcome back to Dishin' and Swishin'. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me back. Well, you know, Coach, you know, the one thing I won't back off on the WNBA stuff, though, first of all, is, you know, I get Courtney in Connecticut, and, what, we don't see you last summer? You know, you better plan on making a trip up this year. I plan on it. I know. She gave me a hard time. (laughs) Trust me. You know Courtney. Well, we love having her in Connecticut, I'll tell you that. And, uh, you know, definitely all the skills that she learned at South Florida are, come, are on display. And uh, it's a lot of fun having her in the sun. She's a, you know what, and I truly think uh, she had a great opportunity. Kurt always liked her, and when the opportunity came up, they needed, a, I think, a dynamic guard that can give them a lift with energy and that could create off the dribble, maybe get them some stuff late in the shot clock and, um, I thought she was a really good fit for them. I mean, she fits. She uh, she definitely fits uh, his style of play. So it was it was it was a good deal. Okay, now let's talk about let's start with, with talking about this year's group of bulls. And uh, you know, you, you were saying before we started to record this, uh, you lose Courtney, you lose Jenkins, and you lose you know Ferrara to injury, and Stringfield goes and. You know, you're sitting here 18 and three, seven and one in conference. You know that that's got to be you know a, a little bit of a pleasant surprise. It is, you know, and, and I think it just credits to the type of off season that these kids had. You know, and I think uh, everything they heard after last year, well, you know, the Bulls are losing a lot. You know, this could be a rebuilding year. Jefferson and Pool stayed here all summer. Had a great summer. We needed to get, you know, Loxon didn't do much because she really rehabbed um, her ankle. But Lyle Flores winning the gold in the European Championships and making four free throws in the final 15 seconds against Italy gave her a lot of confidence. And, you know, we knew uh, we needed to get a couple of those freshmen to, to be immediate impact, and that's what we're getting with, with Henshaw, uh, you know, starting for us as a freshman. And then Dory Naj has just been injured uh, all year long, and she's just given us whatever she can give us. And another kid that we, you know, De Jesus, a junior college kid, had knee surgery, and we lost Anna Pahadzic to an ACL. Uh, Ferreira's still in a boot. So uh, these guys just continue to fight and scrap and, and, and continue to invest. And, you know, you look at it, like you said, we're 18-3, and 8-1, uh, seven and one in the league. Uh, I feel pretty good about where we're at right now. That's for sure. You know, I, I I look back at the end of last season still and the way that the team was playing and all, and I can't help but think that if Kitlaxa had been healthy, you know, the the team had the potential to certainly uh, you know challenge in the American Conference tournament 
and then and then possibly make a bit of an even further run in the NCAA. She's such a dynamic scorer, and you know, without Courtney being there now, she's getting a chance to shine, averaging 19 points a game. You know, she she's just a fun player to watch out there. Yes, she is, and, and I think uh, for her now is is her creating off the bounce more, trying to get to the free throw line more. Uh, but she's getting everybody's best shot every night. You know, she, uh, they're going no catch. You're playing a lot of junk on her. Uh, you know, people are switching one through five. Uh, she's getting she's getting some big big assignments night in night out. So um, it, it's just a a credit to her continuing to to work and 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 to grow and uh, and and invest. You know, she we we knew we were going to get big things out of her this year, but you know, honestly, Jesperson coming off averaging about five points a game contributed last year, but you know, to come in at almost fifteen points a game, eight double doubles, and you know, twenty six just the other night against Cincinnati. Uh, she, to me, has been a big surprise and a, and a pleasant surprise. She has been. She has been. I, I think. I think Jesperson Jesperson's done a a, a, a a fabulous job of accepting her new role, creating off the bounce, shooting the three, uh, defending. You know, her and Ariana Poole, I, I think have, have been have been super. No question about it. It's been a great combination. Now, now, Coach, one thing that you're now famous for is you look at your squad and it's loaded with international talent. And you know, one thing that people always ask me is, you know, where does Jose find all these kids? So, so how, uh, you know, do you have this deep, this deep hidden, you know, network of scouts that nobody knows about in various countries throughout the world? Or, yeah, how do you find all the international players and and get them interested in South Florida? Well, Gino, you know, Gino gives me a hard time all the time. He says I I have like a a, a briefcase full of letter of intent, and I just hang out in Europe all summer. Well, that's pretty close <laughs> to letters of intent, but you know, uh, this thing just started. I, I thought when we were in the Big East, we I, we truly had the best basketball league in the country, eight nine teams in the NCAA tournament, you know, three, four to the NIT, five, you know, 13 of the 16 teams went to postseason. You know, the dynamics changed a little bit. And uh, when, you know, we could recruit anywhere, just about anywhere in the country and also internationally. And, you know, when uh, American changed, and, and that's the thing, we're building this thing and hopefully, hopefully we can get – the four teams in the NCAA tournament to continue to grow this conference. But when we switched leagues, you know, it, we here where we're at in Florida competing against ACC and SEC schools, you know, um, uh, conference does come up, even though we play one of the strongest non-conference schedules in the country every year. But, you know, we just made a commitment to, if we can get the best kid out of Portugal, the best kid out of Spain, the best kid out of Hungary, the best kid out of Latvia, that's like a top 50 recruit here. So it turned out that when, when we did it, uh, our style of play and the kids having a great experience, us being in Florida in the eastern, you know, the eastern seaboard too, a uh, shorter flight, it's just worked out well. And now it just sells itself. It's pretty amazing. It really is. They, they... 
you know, you you have such success. And, you know, rarely do you see people that just come for a year and disappear like you see at some other schools. You know, they, they're there for the long haul, and you see them go through all four years, and it's, and it's really kind of cool. I, I commend you for the way that you go about taking care of the business. Thank you. Thank you. So now I do have another question. Now we're gonna we're gonna shift a little bit on this used about since we started on the international. Okay. Now I would be remiss at this point with everything that's going on in this country right now, with everything and all of the uh, the discussions and the changes and. What do you say to your kids? Do you talk to your kids at all about the international, you know, the delays in people coming over, coming into the country and the potential things going on? And You know, did, are the kids uncomfortable or uneasy about going home and coming back? I mean, now, granted, you're not dealing with people from the, the questionable, for lack of a better word, countries. But still, I mean, I've got a, you know, at my company here, you know, everybody knows I do this part, the basketball part time. I've got a German green card that was just nervous about going to Mexico. So, you know, what do you tell the kids? Do you discuss any of these things? Is this something that still weigh, that weighs on their minds? Well, you know, to be honest, after we played Temple, uh, there was a lot of protest going on in the Philly airport, and the rivals was closed, and. We had protesters everywhere, you know, and our kids, you know, jokingly go, Coach, what are we going to do if we can't, you know, we got everybody back. You're not going to have a, we're not going to have a team next year if Trump continues to do this. And I go, well, I'll be with you either in Spain or Portugal hanging out. (laughs) So uh, it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate, everything that's gone going on not only in our country and all over the world but you know um, but we all press on you know we, uh, the United States is 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 is, is uh, uh, unbelievable it's, it's the land of the free and the land of opportunity and it's the best country in the entire world but uh, just like everything this country has always persevered um, through the good and through the bad, and and we will be okay. Sounds good to me. Now, another subject that has come up that you mentioned also. Uh, now, I had a question. For, last year, a lot of nonsense came out about UConn not being good for the game of basketball. And, and we, you know, I know my thoughts on the subject. You've weighed in before about you guys. You know, you, it's up to you guys to catch UConn. It's not up to UConn to dumb it down or anything like that. But I have a different question for you. Sure. Based on, on the success that they have and the way that they play, is UConn being as good as they are right now good for the conference? Because I've seen your team, and I've seen Temple, and I've seen Tulane, to pick the, the other three that are listed as things. And you guys are, are good teams. And then you go in, and UConn just has their way with you guys as well as anybody else. Right. With all the people that are automatically critical of the American Conference to begin with, does UConn's success, do you think, hurt the perception of the American Conference at all? You know, I don't think people really do their research about our conference. You do. You know it because you're up there. But the national media doesn't. 
you know, you got you look at okay, you look at a team SMU, right? SMU beat Texas A and M. I think Texas A and M was what third or fourth in the SEC. All right, Tulane, Tulane, Tulane beat NC State, beat Auburn. Temple beats DePaul. All right, we beat North Carolina and Georgia. Uh, you look at you look at uh, UCF barely lost to Virginia Tech. You know, I don't think our league gets the respect it does because of you know uh, the research is not there. You know what I mean? So, uh, with that being said, if you put Connecticut in any other conference, the results would be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody says, oh, if they were in the SEC. If they were in the SEC, if they were in the Big Ten, okay, the results would be the same. I just wonder, though, when you play one of those conferences day in, day out, with the with the home court advantages that some of them have, you know, part of the problem with the American, I, I freely admit, is the lack of attendance at certain venues. You know, you, you guys, you know, same teams, you, Temple, Tulane, you guys, you know, they show up and show out, and it's a, and it's a more difficult place to play. I mean, back in the old Big East, you know, UConn going to Rutgers or going to St. John's, you know, the, those were those were tough games, even if they weren't up to the same level of talent as Connecticut was. I think that part of that problem happens to be the attendance in this conference. Yeah, I would because you know the venue, the venue, the home court advantage is big, but uh, I could see that. I could see that example. You know, we. Uh, We've been very fortunate to grow our attendance. You know, we average a little bit over 2,000, and that's not counting, you know, that's not counting double headers to increase attendance or uh, uh, giving every men's season ticket holder a, a free women's basketball ticket to increase their attendance on paper. I mean, actually, people come watch us play. So, I also wonder if all of the stuff that went on with you guys in Connecticut in particular, and Cincinnati, I guess, that throw in there too. And the uh, the Big 12 courting last year also didn't uh, didn't bring down the opinion a bit of the conference, even though, of course, that was football-based. Yeah, that was out of our control, you know. Yeah, you guys just go along for the ride and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, everything's based on football. You know, which, you know what, to be honest with you, uh, uh, a lot of, we couldn't women's sports and a lot of a lot of sports couldn't survive at an academic institution if it wasn't for for football and the money they generate and TV dollars. So um, it's just it's just the nature of of college athletics. Well, you guys went out and hired the football coach that I was hoping would wait around for UConn's jobs opening up. So <laughs> I tell you what, he did a pretty good job on National Signing Day yesterday. Yes, yes, he did. It's going to be a fun, fun to watch what that team, what, what the school does with Coach Strong. Quite a, quite an individual. I think that he got the short end of the stick in Texas, but that's not what we're supposed to be talking about. So, so the rest of the year now, you know, pretty much it's conference play going here out. You know, right now you guys are ranked number twenty, twenty-three in the RPI. So, you know, what, what do you think of the current projections for the NCAA tournament and your team? And, you know, what do you look towards now as, as I look at your schedule. There's a couple of tough ones, but there's some that, you know, should be comparatively uh, easy wins. So what do you what do you do to build the momentum for the Bulls to get ready for the postseason? Well, the big thing now, 
<laughs> we got eight games, um, eight to go, and, and this is a critical stretch I saw in the season. We're playing Louisville and then having four of our next five on the road. So, you know, we got a, we got SMU. We took care of SMU and Temple on the road. We got Cincinnati at home, but this this road trip with Memphis and East Carolina, you know, two tough places to play. And then we got a three-game homestand with Temple, UCF, Tulane. Then we'll finish with Houston and Tulsa. And uh, we finish with our end of the year. Yeah, you always get that last game against, uh, you know, what's that team up here? Yeah, the team up there your way. The Connecticut Huskies are pretty good. I hear that. <laughs> so you finish up here, right? Yeah. Yeah, we already played at the Dome, right? No, no. You oh, no, you get them last? Yeah, I get them down here. You weren't, you weren't at Yeah, that you're right. I missed that. I wasn't able to make that game, which always is a disappointment to me. I always love watching yeah, you guys we play. we didn't make that game either. <laughs> yes, I remember you saying something along that lines. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm sure you'll show up better for the next game. Uh, so, well, coach, I want to thank you for taking time to talk about this and, and the season and what's been going on for South, South Florida. I think it's, uh, it's been a nice surprise. Everybody thought that, uh, this would be a bit of a down year for you, but, you know, you, you, your team has shown its resiliency and, you know, sitting in its usual com- comfortable spot with that second place in the conference and ranked in the top 20 and, you know, it just, you look up and there is Jose and the Bulls. Good place to be and hopefully, uh, we can continue Continue to have the season we're having and going to going to Mohegan Sun on a good note, and, and then hopefully get a nice seat for the NC tournament. And roll if you use the right vernacular, roll sevens at the tournament, right? You got it. Thanks, Coach. Good luck, and it's always great to talk to you. Thank you for having having me on, my friend. <laughs>